Acts chapter 12. And uh, I was um, reading this, uh, I think it was yesterday morning, and I just highlighted two things. And I've been, uh, I was going to ponder and then mention this again on, on Monday, but uh, we'll mention it today. It's just uh, intriguing to me to maybe just let the Holy Spirit open our hearts and develop thoughts, even going into the weekend. So uh, verse 5 of Acts chapter 12 says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Um, so we know um, our friend Peter, and every time I read in the book of Acts of Peter, I think of the same exact Peter who denied the Lord. Um, denied the Lord three times. But then after the resurrection of the Lord, Peter was different. And uh, God, Jesus, restored him into ministry, if you will. And then with the coming of the Holy Spirit early in the book of Acts, Peter became a firebrand. Peter just did not care about what anybody thought of him. He thought he cared about what people thought of him at Caiaphas's house, at the at uh, sitting there with the servant girl by the fire. He cared about what people thought about him, and they, he didn't want anybody to think negatively of him. But after the resurrection and after the Holy Spirit, um, he was aggressive. And this is the same Peter. So Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer was made. So this would have been not individual prayer, which is wonderful in itself. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church. So this is corporate prayer unto God, united prayer for him. And that prayer was without ceasing. And we do know that they were gathered in a location, but we don't know that yet. Um, I'm just wondering, and there's no way to know this, um, I'm just wondering if people were praying for Peter in prison as they were walking in the road or as they were at a market or as they were gathering in people's homes. So without ceasing, it wasn't that they were necessarily always in a home or in a church gathering, if you will, but there was continual prayer. Um, I often think of our gathering here on Zoom, and we're not in each other's homes, but we are kind of in each other's homes. And even if the red button is pushed and we get disconnected from the Zoom call, we can still be in each other's homes and still in each other's hearts, and we can still pray corporately. So we encourage each other to pray even after this meeting stops, and we can continue to pray for gospel advance without ceasing. Um, we don't have to be looking at each other on the screen uh, to continue to pray one, with one another. So, uh, But prayer was made without ceasing of the church. So um, as I highlighted, I highlighted, this doesn't mean, make any difference to you, but I highlighted without ceasing in green. I highlighted without of the church in yellow just, just to 
make a difference in my own sight and mind of two things going on here of the church. And um, this would be the passion of everyone here. And that would be, we would love to see churches pray more. We would love to see churches pray and uh, also pray more together for gospel advance. Um, if, and this is, this is going to sound a little bit negative, and it's not intended to be, except that it's negative in a positive way. Um, if, if I knew, or let's, let's back up, if, if a gathering, let's just say, if a church knew of the cure for cancer, or a cure for cancer, and just kept it to themselves, and didn't do anything with it, we would think that's very irresponsible. Why do we do that with the gospel? Why do we do that? Why don't we pray? If we know that God's people praying together advances the gospel, why don't we do it? And uh, it's inconvenient, and it takes work, and it takes plowing, and it makes yourself, you have to make yourself somewhat vulnerable to do it. And it is a discipline. But if there was a you know, this is the, you would know this, if there's a burning building <laughs> and we have the way out, um, why don't we publish that? So there is a burden, and I just see here, of the church. If the church doesn't do it, who's going to do it? Now, we're not all in the same church, but we are in the same body, the same body of Christ, and so I just, I have a real burden for this. I have a real burden, and I know it's an uphill battle. As you know, it's an uphill battle to see churches have a burden to pray together. This church did. Um, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God. Okay, there's no other person that we can go to for help. It's got to be focused on God. We're not just praying and trusting in our praying we're trusting in the god to whom we pray for him and um the rest of this is just dramatic and fun to read and and it and it really at a point humorous um, because uh, Peter's bound with two chains, and uh, verse 7, the angel comes, and a light shined in the prison. Uh, I don't know what that was, because prisons were usually holes in the ground, and it's very dark, but there's a light that shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, and that was a very powerful smoting, if you will, uh, that uh, it really just lifted Peter up off his bed, uh, the, the smiting raised him up. Arise up quickly. The chains fell off his hands, and the angel said, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. So, um, this is a dramatic Holy Spirit answer to a church prayer who is praying without ceasing. Um, I would just encourage us as we go into the weekend. Let's be gathering people together who understand the, the power of God through corporate prayer. 
praying without ceasing. Let's encourage. Let's even be going out of our out of our way to invite people even to this prayer meeting, or invite people to start a prayer meeting, or invite people to pray together in a hallway of a church, or come over to our house for dessert and let's pray together. And let's um, here is a church that without ceasing. Prayer was made without ceasing. This is a this is a very innovative church, con- congregation, evidently. Without ceasing of the church under God for Him. Now they're praying for one of their own, and we're praying for people who we want to be part of our own. We're praying for the lost that we want to see come into the family of God. Um. So this is uh, this is what's on my heart this morning, and it's not fully developed, and it's probably kind of scattered. But let's enjoy praying unto our God for the lost. We're praying for revival and awakening, but also let's be praying for an increased attention to united prayer. Um, it may even be if if united prayer would even precede revival, that would be wonderful. If revival would generate united prayer, that would be wonderful also. But we are praying for revival. We are praying for gospel advance.